Good morning, and welcome to O-Readers Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, November 8, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 160, the last paragraph. Today's readers are, on the 12 steps, Roz R., on the 12 traditions, Leslie M., and our readers of the text are Kelly S., Martha Z and Deb W. The reference number for Monday, November 7th, is 9240. That's 9240. OI Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Roz R. to read the 12 steps. Press star one to unmute, please. Okay, thank you. Um, Roz R. from Florida, morning. Um, The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I will now ask Leslie F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Leslie M., a recovering compulsive overeater from New York. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, our OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you so much. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic in literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book, Chapter 11, on page 160, the last paragraph. I will ask Kelly S. to begin reading, and she will be reading two paragraphs, and we will focus our comments on the second paragraph. Thank you, Katie. This is Kelly S. in Oklahoma Recovered Compulsive Overeater. All right. The very practical approach to his problems the absence of intolerance of any kind, the informality, the genuine democracy, the uncanny understanding with these people had had were irresistible. He and his wife would leave elated by the thought of what they could do now for some stricken acquaintance and his family. They knew they had a host of new friends. It seemed they had known these strangers always. They had seen miracles, and one was to come to them. They had visioned the great reality, their loving and all-powerful creator. Now, this house will hardly accommodate its weekly visitors, for they number 60 or 80 as a rule. Alcoholics are being attracted from far and near. From surrounding towns, families drive long distances to be present. A community 30 miles away has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
Being a large place, we think that someday its fellowship will number many hundreds. Let me set my timer. Okay. So, first of all, I just think the um, history of this is just amazing. And, of course, um, this was written in 1939, and we all know just uh, how uh, phenomenal this program has been and how much it's grown. So it's almost kind of humorous to read this, that they're hoping that it will, you know, become in many hundreds when it's worldwide now. So, you know, just that's kind of uh, powerful in itself that I just know that this this program was, you know, God-inspired. But um, bringing this to me today as, you know, this last paragraph especially makes me think of um, our Vision for You meeting. You know, I know Vision for You is basically, you know, it's OA and it's a big book study, and I think that's important to remember that because what it does is it brings us back to the basics. And I think that's what we've all been looking for. I know that's what I've been looking for. You know, I've been around this program for 30-something years, in and out, in and out of all the different aspects of this program, struggling. And when I started listening to this program three or four years ago, um, you know, there were, there were like, I don't know, not even 100 people on the line. And I, went, I remember signing up for the uh, sheet, you know, to get my name on there, and there were, there were about 100 people. And now, like, not even, you know, four years later, there's over a 1,000 people on our sign-up. I mean, that is crazy. You know, I've been in this program, like I said, for so many years. I've never seen anything grow like that, and it's because there's recovery here. You know, as this big book says, this is a program, this is of depth and weight, and, and that's what this meeting has. This meeting has brought us back to where recovery is. And because of that, it's got, you know, the attraction, and people have what um, – you know, people in this program, in this meeting, have what we want. You know, I, I listened and I thought, I remember listening when I first started. I'm like, you know, this is like nothing I'd ever heard before. And it's like, even though I've heard the book, I've read the book, I've underlined the book, I've got four books, you know, it was it was going back to the basics. And that's what we needed. And and it seemed like the meetings around here, at least the ones I've been to, were getting watered down. And, and you know, there just wasn't the recovery the, the book talked about. You know, and we just had that temporary, you know, reprieve every once in a while, or I did anyway. And so, you know, now you get on this meeting, and there's like 300 people. And I hear so many people, you know, not just the newcomers. I think it speaks so many people for people like me who've been around struggling that we finally have found the solution. And that's because the solution has been in the book all along. You know, we just got away from that. And, and thanks to Vision for You, it brought us back to the book. So, you know, I always tell people when I talk to them, vision for you, the meeting isn't anything new. You know, it, all it is is taking us back to the beginning where, where it was and, and why this paragraph shows why this grew like it did because, you know, it, there's recovery. It's, it, like they say, it's, it's a, a program of depth and weight. There's a higher power involved in all of it. I mean, there has to be because, you know, we're all sick people and there's a solution here. So, you know, I'm just to this day, I'm going to wrap this up. I um, am so freaking grateful I started listening to this meeting. You know, I, I only have 20 months of, of recovered abstinence. It took me a year of listening to finally start doing the work that this book tells us to do. And you, I heard this in the meeting. It's not for those who, who need it or want it. It's for those who do it. So I listened for a year. I wanted it, but for a year I wasn't willing to do it. So I started doing what the book says because of that my program, finally, I can say I'm recovered. For the first time in 30 years, I'd never put together more than a year. So with that, I'm so grateful, so grateful you guys brought me back to the book and that our meeting, Vision for You, for me, has been God. Um, and you guys have been my gods on the phone. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie.
Thank you, Kelly. And now we will open up, open it up for anyone who would like to share on that first paragraph on page 161 that starts with, now this house will hardly accommodate. This is Larry. Like Tina S. Hey, Larry, Tina S. Sarah W. Sarah W. Vasa O. Vasa O. Okay, let's go with those four to start. Um, Larry Kay, you're up. Thanks, Katie, for your service. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Yeah, I wanted to jump in here. Um, you know, um, it reminds me, uh, you know, when we talk about this, um, you know, Bill Wilson, back in the day, um, he spoke of, of the three legacies of AA, you know, when this thing was starting. And he, and he talked about recovery, unity, and service. Recovery, unity, and service. And it, it strikes me that, you know, and in a sense, these, these, these three things represented three impossibilities, you know, impossibilities that, that we know became possible and, and were possible back when this thing started and are, are you know, present uh, impossible today. You know, one has to be recovered first um, in order to to have something to to carry and to want to stay, which speaks to unity, right? If we don't recover, um, you know, we're, we're we're many of us, many of us are are going to go out back and uh, and may and may never come back. But if you recover, then as you hear on the line, you know, there's this tremendous sense of maintaining a sense of unity with others, those who are still suffering and those who have crossed the bridge to freedom. And then with that, with that unity, of course, service is such a huge piece of that. And, you know, it strikes me that, you know, if we look at our history, which is so important, uh, Bill Wilson went with, uh, with another guy, uh, Fitz Mayo, uh, these early AAs, and they visited the, the Surgeon General at the time of the United States. Um, it, it was only the third year uh, of their of their group of their society, and and they told um, this this uh, this Surgeon General of their beginnings, and and this guy was a kind of a gentle man. This guy Lawrence Kolb was his name, and 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 he had since at that time become a great friend of AA. And here's what he said, which I found so profound. He said, you know, I wish you well. You know, even the sobriety of a few of you is a miracle. You know, and he said the government knows that this is one of the greatest health problems, but we have considered the recovery of alcoholics so impossible that we've given up and have instead concluded that the rehabilitation of narcotic addicts at the time would be the easier job to tackle. You know, such was the, you know, that was the devastating impossibility of their situation at the time. And now, if we look at it, what has been brought to bear upon this impossibility has become the possible. And here we are, you know, our overeaters among us with the twofold nature of this illness. And, and we're, we're becoming recovered. And so we're excited. We're fired up. because we've, and, and so we want to maintain this unity, you know, absolutely. And we have a message to carry, you know, today. And that's what I hear. You know, you connect the dots all the way back. Um, you know, it was sure recovery was it was a site, but how could there be recovery for so many? You know, we have many on the line, but there are many more out there that are that are dying. Oh, that's my that's my timer. But there are many wrapping up. There are many more that are dying out there. So we maintain our unity so they have a place to go, and they could come and they can recover and carry the message. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Katie. 
Thank you so much, Larry. Okay, Tina S., you're up, followed by Sarah W. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Tina S., compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Oh, some great shares this morning. I really appreciate that. You know, I, I love the attraction in the, in the paragraphs that were read, and that was certainly um, why I stayed, you know. And I also love what was relayed that I can, and, and with that, I continue to feel at home, you know. And even new people, I feel like that I've known them. I like what was said, always. You know, I feel like I have known them always. And um, and I travel all over the place, you know, to continue to to, to stay connected with the people that, that have carried the message to me and people that I, you know, I have an opportunity to carry the message and and one day at a time live this life that has been so freely given me, given to me. I love that part of that. You know, I don't have to pay for this. You know, what I do have to do is to show up and one day at a time, I'm able to do that, you know. And if I were not completely changed by the, the 12 steps and the principles of the program, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't continue to participate. There's just no way. And I think that's what, you know, was just recently, was just shared. You know, I have to be doing this deal in order to get this deal. And, and, I, and I love that phrase because I, can, I forget all the time. You know, I forget all the time. But it's by God's grace. It's by God's grace that one day at a time, these people have been able to carry the message so that other people can carry the message, so that other people can carry the message, so that I can hear the message to carry the message. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina. Okay, Sarah W., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I was thinking about my own situation. I always like to apply what the reading is about to um, to where I sit and how I see it. I guess for me, um, you know, I live in a town of 5,500, and although there was other fellowships in this town where there were meetings, there was no OA here. And 16 years ago, I, I tried to start an OA meeting here with my husband, and um, we kept it open for a year. We had a few visitors, but we really were never able to get it off the ground, although we put it in the newspaper also put it on the um, on the radio, and um, we ran a, a weekly ad, and I put up flyers. But um, this time, when I did it over a year ago, um, I was Excuse able. Excuse me, I, Sarah. Just hold on yeah. one second, okay? And hit, hit press star one in a moment. Yeah. Sure. Please, Sarah. Okay. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, anyway um, so, you know, I started a meeting about a, a little bit over a year ago. Um, uh, I was going to make it a big book study, but, you know, the people that were coming were from other fellowships, and they really didn't want it. You know, I did like the group conscience about it. And so at that point, it was basically a literature meeting, and people were driving about 30 miles to get to where I was, where we were. And, um, you know, now we have, you know, between six, sometimes eight people, and uh, they want to start it as a big book study now. And so I think, you know, um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When the teacher is ready, the student appears. I think that people, um, we have to be patient, and um, we just don't know how things are going to evolve. And um, I know in my meeting, I don't call myself a recovered compulsive overeater. And the reason I don't do that is because I want people to feel, you know, although I speak as a person that, you know, I've walked through the steps, 
You know, I don't have issues with the food for the most part. Um, if I'm really working my program, um, you know, that I am abstinent. But I want them to feel like it's all-inclusive, that it's broad and roomy. And, you know, that's what has happened. And, you know, we did a health fair also. And I wanted to say, you know, I brought OA to the health fair, and I had a lot of interest. And, you know, we have to continue to provide public information for people because many people don't even know that OA exists. Some people don't even know AA exists, let alone OA. So I'm grateful to know that, you know, we can be pioneers. We can be pioneers just as this meeting was a pioneer. And I'm grateful for OA. I am grateful for Vision for You, but I'm grateful for Roseanne. I'm grateful for OA, and I'm grateful for Bill Wilson and all the people that helped get this started. And we also need to be those people too. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Okay, we'll have Vasa O, and then we'll open it up for more people. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater calling from Florida now. So uh, I remember the, at the beginning of my program, we didn't have the phone bridges, you know. And I remember traveling. I mean, there were meetings, like, close to my house within maybe three or four miles. But I needed more meetings, so I needed to travel different areas. And I'm so grateful that I did start with the big book, you know. And uh, and then I was working, so I couldn't be on this meeting in the morning. So when I retired, somebody, I don't know, I heard somebody say there was a vision for you in the morning from 7 to 8. And when I started, there were like 200 people I mean, it's amazing, and now there's like thousands of people, and I remember even feeling intimidated on the phone. I said, oh, my God, there's like 200 people there. I, if I was a live meeting, I wouldn't have the courage to stand up and talk, you know, but God is awesome, you know. He, he uses us in so many different ways, and um, again, um, um, I love listening. This, this meeting, it's a, it's a gift. From God to me again, I can be in my own home, and I can I don't have to get dressed up and drive somewhere, which I do face to face meetings few a week, you know, one or two, but they're close by me, and this is a blessing. I can get up in the morning, not a big deal, seven o'clock, and listen to the meeting. It's amazing that I hear the recovery in other people and how we can still do to each with each other on the phone, you know. I mean, I have people calling me from different states, you know, and the connection in different countries. It's amazing, you know. I, you know, from where I came from, a very, very small world that I lived in, and now it's getting bigger and bigger and better and better. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Who else would like to share on the, this um Edie Nessa Charles R. Chris G. Okay. I have Arini. Nessa R. Nessa Charles Chris G. Pat Chris. What is your initial? Is it Chris T is in toy? G is in girl. Oh, okay. And Pat, what was it? Pat what? Pat C. Patsy. As in Cat, Patsy. Okay, okay. Irini, Nessa R, Charles H, 
Chris G, Patsy, anyone else? Leia S. Leia S. Okay, let's go with Irini, followed by Nessa R. Thank you, Katie, for your loving service. Page, please. Page. We're on page 161, and we are commenting um, on the paragraph, now this house will hardly accommodate. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. So this, this is why we go to any lengths for what we mostly desire, and that is, for me at least, it was to be set free from bondage itself. And what is the attraction here? A spark, you know, that was lit. There was hope. There was a way out for me that I had a problem, and there was a solution to my problem coming alive from the inside out. Wow, what a miracle and what a gift. God is doing for me what I could have never done on my own. So it only seemed hopeless. And what is the truth? If I take my false away, my lies away, I see see hope and seemed hopeless. And going through these steps and getting connected to God and getting connected to myself and getting connected to others in a peaceful, loving way. And this is what's yummy. This is the outcome. This is the recovery. This is what's so desirable. This is it's being alive in the inside out and becoming whole as God meant for all of us to be. And thank you, God, for your power, for your love. Thank you for this connection, connecting me to life and being happy, joyous, and free. And what a gift. And this is what this paragraph is. And that those hundreds, yes, that is a joke. Thousands now. It's thousands and thousands and thousands. And not only in this program, in so many other programs. I'm going to share and we're leaving, okay? Okay, thank you. And I Hello? Oh, I disconnected myself. Irini? I can still hear you. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. Irini, were you done? because we don't hear you. She passed, Katie. Okay, thank you so much. Um, Please let's go on to Nessa R and Charles H. And please, everyone, stay muted. Uh, Pressing star one, make sure you're muted. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Nessa R, we can't hear you. Um, it'll be Nessa R followed by Charles. Hi, hello. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. I, I pressed star one and then I was kicked out and I dialed back in very, very quickly. But, okay, um, thank you. 
so this paragraph um, talks about the growth of the Akron group, how uh, um, alcoholics from surrounding areas, Cleveland and other places, were flocking to this meeting. And it reminds me of the messages um, in the forwards, in the forwards mainly, that describe the growth of the fellowship. You know how this book was printed and reprinted and re-reprinted, uh, translated into many different languages. How groups started all over the world. Um, you know, just a, a really explosive growth that comes only because the message worked. The instructions in this big book worked to the point that, as described in the forewords, the first 164 pages, actually it's more than 164 if you include the, uh, the forewords and the, and the doctor's opinion, etc., have never been changed. Something that works doesn't need to be changed. And, you know, unfortunately, that message was changed in the rooms, definitely in the rooms of OA, uh, and even in the rooms of AA, uh, even though the big book wasn't changed, the, the message somehow along the way got changed, was cluttered by other literature uh, that was introduced and other uh, messages um, that were also introduced, and recovery rates began to to, uh, to decline and relapse rates began to increase. And, you know, as was shared beautifully earlier, you know, it is meetings like this that bring things back to basics that um, spark up their recovery rates again and therefore these meetings grow. And it, it, there's a lesson in it for us, you know, if we want people to recover, if we want to really try to carry the message effectively, we need to bring the message uh, back to basics in our meetings. And, yes, there's people everywhere um, even in this meeting right now, who want what we have but are not willing to do what we do. Um, but that's not my business as a recovered person. My business as a recovered person is, you know, as it says in step 12, we try to carry this message. This message means the message that is in the um, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and not any other message. And if we keep doing that, uh, the meetings will thrive and the meetings will grow and people will recover. Meetings that are not carrying this message um, will wither away and, and die. You know, I just found out last week that one of the meetings that I used to go to, one of the face-to-face -face meetings I used to go to in the city, which was which was um, uh, purported as one of the strongest meetings because it had a very high attendance and a lot of thin people um, just closed for good. Uh, because things like that would only endure for so long if uh, they are not carrying this true message. So there's a lesson in it for us, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Okay, Charles H., you're up, followed by Chris G. Thank you very much for your service, KDF. Charles H., a recovered compulsive over here just for today. You know, I had a quick vision. Half of the world is starving and the other half trying to lose weight. <laughs> you know, uh, God, I pray that you can uh, you can turn that around. You can turn that around in the fourth quarter with one second left. You know, I want to I drill down where it says, um, it says alcoholics are being attracted from far and near. I was attracted to this meeting when I went to my brother's funeral in Miami. I went to an OA meeting down there. It was it was not um, a happy occasion. And, uh, yeah, I definitely was indulging in binge, um, binge food activities and behaviors. And I went to an OA meeting, and, and the lady gave me this number. So it was through death I found life. 
you know, and um, <laughs> you know, in, this, in, in the third step, it talks about um, it talks about the last eleven that the eleven third step promises we were reborn, you know, and and I remember a fellow in the Bible named Nicodemus. He was a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee. He asked. He asked Jesus, "How can a man go back in a womb again and come back out?" <laughs> and 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 uh, you know, of course, he explained it um, that you're not going back in the womb. But you know, self self destruction and destruction of self is not a bad thing. Oh man, it's a new life, and and that's why we we you know I, I can speak for myself. That's why I used to step on the moderator's toe to share and and all that. We're so elated by this message. Um, you know, and, and, and true elation and true humility and compassion is, you know, if you got sponsors or you got somebody that you know in OA, share share this phone number with them. That's what somebody did for me. You know, share this phone number so they can be engaged in a close study of this big book. Instead of beating them down, thank you, Sarah, Sarah W. For, let's show them love. Let's love on them. We know that. We know the rate. We know the success rate ain't that high. We know that. And we're not sharing it because we, we want to convert people to be visionaries or, or nothing like that, because that's the flesh. We want to show them that spiritual malady can be overcome one day at a time. And then something out there greater than, than a human can get the glory. Not you, not me, not Larry Kay, not Leah, not none of us, but something out there. You know, I called Chelsea H yesterday. I called Sana. Because I love them, right? They're my family. I ain't see you at the dinner table in so long because you get, I fed off your words so much and this message from, from this book. And she was like, you know, her schedule changed. Love on somebody. Call somebody you ain't hear about in a long time. Not from a self-righteous standpoint, from the love. And if you've got sponsors and you know somebody always suffering, give them this number. Give them this number. So that they can too have life and they can too be reborn. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles H. Um, Chris G., followed by Patsy. Hi there, everybody. This is Chris G. I feel like I want to sing to you. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Connecticut, and I am so grateful to God and to all of the support that this meeting has provided me. Um, It's just been incredible. And um, it's become very clear, God is speaking through all of you today, that um, I've been playing with the idea of starting a meeting uh, locally, because one of my struggles has been that there's not been many meetings here um, that, that offers the same electricity that this meeting offers. So I'm, you know, going to humble myself and take action as God would have me take and continue to attend the, me- the, the meeting that I do go to uh, to carry this message of hope and recovery. Um, and I'm just so grateful, and I hope to create a room as described in this passage today, that, or I, I hope that God will create the room, excuse me, uh, as described in this passage today, and that I can remain a humble servant uh, to God and to all the fellows that may walk in the doors. And 
With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, Pat C., you're up, followed by Leah F. Press star one to unmute. Yeah. Okay, well, let's. Okay, go ahead. Patsy. Okay. Minnesota. And I just wanted to say that I think that vision for you is one of the most wonderful things I've ever discovered in my life. I go to two face to face meetings a week and I tuned in two weeks ago yesterday to visions, and I gained, by the grace of God, my abstinence. And I've been just telling people from the top of the rooftops about visions for you, that there is hope. I have a lot of friends that are so big because they're shut-ins and they can't get around. And I see so many people in, in public places. I feel so bad for them. I wish that we could draft them, but we can't do that. And all I can do when I see them is say, but for the grace of God, and I pray for them, and I know there's hope. With this program, there is hope, and I do believe that vision for you is a new revelation. It is more powerful than any of the OA that I ever went to, because they really go to the book. and. For this, I am grateful to God. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you so much. Okay, um, now we'll have Leah F. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, my name is Leah S., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Let me set my timer. Okay. Um, alcoholics are being attracted. Alcoholics are being attracted from far and near. And that is exactly what this means to me. I can go into any meeting and feel at home. I know what the meeting is about. I know why I'm coming and what I want to get out of that. I get so much encouragement and strength. And don't forget, I am coming, and I know what this is all about also. So I am contributing as well. And I I don't look at what you are or who you are. If you tell me your name, I've learned a new person I, I, I've, I've met a new, I'm sorry, I've met a new person. But I have, and all of you have, and all of you give, 
and and there is such a feeling of homeless home homecoming that that you have when you walk into a meeting and if there is a meeting that is dying you are the one that can give whatever you have and that attracts and that will attract eventually and i have started to go to different meetings as well because because um I have the need and the feeling for for giving out more and more of what I have learned and what I have gotten at this meeting and at all the other meetings that I go to. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, I'll give a last call on this paragraph, or we'll go ahead and move on. Harlan G. Harlan. Sharon W. Leah M. Sharon W. Okay, Sharon, I got you. Okay. Okay. Elaine B. Elaine B. Okay, go ahead, Harlan, followed by Sharon W. Thank you. Thank you for your service. It's Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. And from the time I was a little child, a toddler, I believed that the thoughts that I had concerning food, eating, the way I ate, were secret unto me. That these beliefs that I had about how much food I wanted to eat were secret and unique unto me. I saw them in my parents, so maybe they were unique unto my family. And then one day, at Swedish Covenant Hospital, At 7.30 on a Thursday night in 1980, I heard a speaker in a room full of people, in a room where that meeting is now closed, unfortunately. I heard a speaker named Della F. And Della F. was a housewife on the north side of Chicago, Roman Catholic, with two little kids, two little tiny kids. What did I have in common with her? Nothing. But when she spoke, she told my story. And I started to understand that I was not alone. And the belief and the idea that I wasn't alone kept me from wanting to die. What did the people find in that house in Akron, Ohio, so long ago? Did they find information? Some. Did they find Wonderful furnishings? No. They found identification, one to the other. And they realized that they, in their chaos, that they, in their shredded lives from alcoholism, were not alone. They found people, men, women. They found people who spoke and understood the language of the heart. The language of the heart, which is so vital for my survival. Because if I felt like I was alone, I don't know how much I could soldier on. I don't know how long I could soldier on. They found people who understood the language of the heart. If you are a bulimic, if you are an anorexic, if you are a compulsive overeater, an atheist, an agnostic or a believer, you have a home 
here in vision for you. Vision for you is the renaissance of Overeaters Anonymous. We're not separate from Overeaters Anonymous. We are a part of Overeaters Anonymous, but this is the force that is the resonant, that is the renaissance because we speak and understand the language of the heart. And this is the most beautiful thing in the world. Our meetings at the North Scottsdale Fellowship Club from Sunday night to Thursday night are all called now a Vision for You group. I hope to see some of you in Los Angeles at the OA birthday. We're going to have a special vision kind of situation there. It's going to be tons of fun. Hope to see you there. And I love you all. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, Sharon W. followed by Leah M. Good morning. This is Sharon from Atlanta, Georgia, compulsive overeater. I This paragraph reminds me in the Bible of the day of Pentecost. Uh, of course, it wasn't as powerful to that magnitude, but all those people there, most a lot of them didn't know each other. They didn't speak um, maybe the same language or understand really what they needed to do, but they came and they were there. There was service and hospitality and love. And this was a very courageous group to get together and start this and having people to come into a stranger's home and the and the home of the people allowing strangers to come in. And it ended up being one big, loving, healing unit that was very elated and ready to get started. It says in the paragraph that they went, they took long lengths to get to the meetings. That makes me think about being in a vision for you and getting to recovery that we have to go to any length to get to recovery, do whatever we need to do to do that. And also, the meeting itself was just an absolute miracle. So is recovery. And it's done all through our higher power. With that, I pass. Thank you so much. Okay, Leah M., you're up, followed by Elaine B. Thank you very much, Katie. Um, attracted from far and near. You know, there was something going on um, in that house. Uh, in 1939, and, uh, you know, it was that men and women gathered who had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and they had a message to carry. Um, and they were focused, you know, and, and that is the high mission and the responsibility, the obligation, the self-preservation um, that we, you know, offer today and need to have today. Uh, the only way a message can be carried is through, 
these meetings through the big book, through sponsorship. But today, you know, we gather together. Uh, we wrap the globe here on a vision for you. This is one example of a meeting that uh, is focused. Recovery is our primary purpose to carry this message from, you know, because we are recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And we stick to what we do best, right? We don't uh, speak about our personal issues and, you know, perhaps what's going on, uh, you know, behind the scenes. We carry this message. We are recovered from uh, the obsession of the mind has been expelled and the problem has been solved. So it's a power greater than ourselves which has lifted us out of the quicksand and set us safe on shore, and that is our responsibility to share how that occurred today how that occurred, and we cleave to that message, and that is the attraction. The attraction is the recovery, and the beauty of a fellowship is that we're like pieces of a mosaic that when put together form a message of hope. That's what you hear on the line, a message of hope. You know, you have young, old, you have black, white, you have all different races and religions on the line, and yet we're all standing in harmony on that we used to suffer and be in the chains of bondage from this disease, and we've been freed. There's doctors and nurses on the line. There's the unemployed, uh, perhaps, you know, some of the wealthiest people on the planet and maybe some of the poorest people on the planet. And the beauty is that you don't know who is who. The beauty is that in return for a cellophane bag and a bakery box, we've been given the keys of the kingdom. And that occurred because of these clear-cut instructions that we all followed in our individual lives and have been freed as a result of the transformation, the personality change, sufficient to overcome compulsive overeating. So the identification is that, yes, we are all compulsive overeaters, but we have gone from despair to triumph and from hopelessness to hope. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah. Elaine B., you're up. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for your service. This is Elaine B., recovered in Massachusetts, and so incredibly grateful for this meeting. You know, and this reading, I just sense, I don't know, I just have the sense of excitement of this amazing fellowship. You know, I was in the rooms of OA because I knew I was a compulsive overeater, and I stayed there many years and got some success, but I never successfully made it through the steps. And so what happened was I remained blocked, you know. Um, the food still had power over me, and it dragged me right out of the rooms and beat the crap out of me. But even then, I I ended up just still coming back because I knew that the message was here because of the serenity and hope that I had seen the change, the personality change that attracted me for the in the people who had worked the steps successfully and continued to do so. And, you know, um, I, I just never got that there. And this is definitely a message of depth and weight that here we are on the line with so many people who have found a solution that has relieved them of the compulsion to eat compulsively or under eat or however it is that their disease manifests. 
but um, the solution is the same for all of us. It's a common fellowship. I so appreciate what Harlan was sharing about the language of the heart for, because for me, it's a community. Before I did the steps, I was blocked from the community. Even though I could be in the rooms, there were things that stood between you and I. There was a wreckage. There was all kinds of um, inferiority and insecurity and judging and superiority on one hand. And, you know, it's just unbelievable that, that um, by doing this work, I'm able to identify those things that keep me from being of use, from keep, keep me from being comrades, from keep, that kept me from entering to fellowship. You know, the big book talks in, um, the 12 and 12 talks in the fifth step reading that we all sort of felt outside, and, and I did, until I did these steps. But it's not just the steps. You've got to press into the community in order to accomplish it. I'm part of a 10-step group. We text each other to see who's available to, uh, to take a 10-step. It's been very convenient for me because those are, are just so essential for me to keep in tune with God and others um, throughout the day. And we had the privilege of inviting a new person to our group yesterday. And just the camaraderie and the welcomes and the, you know, we're so glad you're here. That's what this is all about. That's what gets me excited. This is a place that attracts me. I want to go. No wonder they brought their families. You know, not only were people being recovered, it's a place where we can laugh. It's a place where we can be true. It's a place where we can spill our guts, be understood, and not then be talked about and judged. It's a place where we can hold on to each other, hold on to the power greater than ourselves, and walk, trudge this road of happy, happy, happy destiny. And I'm grateful to be here with you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Elaine B. Okay, we have time for one more two-minute share. Virginia? Okay, go ahead, Virginia. Hi, it's Virginia, cover compulsive reader from New York. I'm just, um, you know, I'm just so, so grateful for this, this vision call and this vision group because the people on this call, they get it. They get it that the food isn't the problem, food and waiter, but a symptom. And the real problem is that I continuously, you know, make a train wreck of my life by doing behaviors that then eventually, if I'm, if I'm not conscious about it, will eventually bring me back to the food. And, and the fact is that, that just because the food is down does not mean that we are done and the people here get it. And, and it's a continuous program. We continue just to work on our own spiritual connection, our relationship with others. And the people that I have in my network from this group are amazing, and and I talk to these people on the phone, and I and I'm like, how do you how do you know this stuff? Like, and they're just I guess they've just been recovered longer than I, and I'm continuously blown away by the way people use the message in this big book, not only in helping us keep down the food, but helping us just reshape our lives and our and our relationship. And and I'm so grateful to everyone. Thank you, and I pass. Okay, thank you. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. Um, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from near Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.